It's your girl, Tamika. It's your boy, E-Rock Nim. Listen, we keep it real. We keep it raw. We keep it uncut. All day. We are Marriage, marriage takeover. takeover. Listen, we help couples in crisis win in their marriage by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. That's what we do, Slim. So welcome to today's podcast. Welcome. We are talking about communication. Yes, we are talking about communication. <laughs> Can we talk? You know what? From that actually sounded pretty good, babe. Ah, yeah, I <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, I got okay, carried okay, away okay, now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time uh, tuning in, listening in, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, make sure that you like and make sure that you share. So, today we are talking again <laughs> about uh, communication. Right. We are, we are talking about communication and the importance of communication in your marriage. Let us not just say communication, but let's just say effective communication. That's because that is a huge difference. You know, you can communicate, right? Yes. But if it's not effectively, <laughs> if it's not done effectively, then you, you, you pretty much you've been better off being quiet. Right. Because when you look at just communicating, they're just saying, yeah, you know, I did say something. Right. Because fussing, fussing and fighting is communicating. That's, that's communicating. But you, it's a conversation going back and forth, right. but is it effective? And, so I'm glad you said it's, that, baby. It's, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a communication going back and forth at a high octave level. Right. And <laughs> the silent treatment is communication. Yes, it is. Like, I don't want to hear you, so please get up out of my face. Right. So we're going to go ahead and get started with prayer. Oh, man. And uh, get started. Let's Lord, roll with you. it. We honor you. We, we bless your name, God, just because you were <clears> so amazing. You were so righteous. Yes. You were so awesome. And yes. we thank you, Lord, for just all that you're going to do mm -hmm. inside of this podcast all of the ears that will hear all of the lives that this will touch and that you will just continue to have your way in their life in the mighty name of, in Jesus, the name of God. Jesus you be in this broadcast you continue to have your way you pour out your oil your spirit into each and every household and God we honor you in Jesus name Jesus amen amen hallelujah Ooh. Amen. Just lift up your hands. You know what? So, so seriously, right? So what I want to start off with is initially, right, just going over, like, what does communication, the root word go? Like, I'm really big on kind of like the words, right? Mm -hmm. So communication is derived from the Latin word communicare. Communicare. Which means to impart to or and transmit. So if you think about to impart or to transmit, this uh -huh. is kind of where communicare starts. Okay. Communication starts. Uh -huh. And then if you take the word communicare and you break that down, that word is derived from the Latin word communis, mm. which means to make common or to share. Mm. So when you think of communication, where it breaks down the word communicare, right, from the Latin word, and then you take the communicare and you break that down to communis, then what you're saying is you are now imparting or transmitting mm -hmm. a common source, a common thread of information. Mm -hmm. So then you take that information and you say, okay, I want to break down the word of communication. And the breakdown of communication is the lack or the failure to exchange information mm -hmm. resulting in the lack of communication. Wow. So that you can have communication, uh -huh. like we were saying earlier, like fussing and fighting is a form of communication. It is a form. You know, the silent treatment is a form <laughs> of communication. It is a form because you are still imparting and you're sharing how you feel right and so and when you and while it might not be coming on the same thread right but <laughs> it it's, is still sharing of information it's, and this is the funny thing though it's still common because you both are doing it right and so it's like who's gonna be the one to be like nah you know if we're gonna communicate we gotta be effective right i'd rather have i'd rather be effective 
um, in my communication. And so I remember at one point, you know, I was um, throwing a fit. I guess I said it like that, throwing a fit. But she was calm. And she was like, so what you're saying is dot, 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 dot. No, I'm wrong with that. But she was very effective in her communication versus me. I wasn't because I'm just throwing a fit, basically. And so when you sit back and look at it here, she's figured she's like, yo, okay, let me just really see what you're upset about. But because so she began to effectively communicate, she began to share and impart the things of what I was saying to making sure that she understood what I was saying in my whole tobacco. Right. But because I was still so caught up in my whole tobacco, I wasn't even trying to hear what she was saying. Right. So that's why when it's like, hmm, that's why, you know, when we say, listen, when you try to make a change, it got to take, it has to start somewhere. It has to start with one person because it went from that to now we're civilized. Uh, do we still get upset sometimes? Yeah, we do. Right. But right. guess what? We still know how to come back and then begin to have a um, level-headed conversation. Right. To where we can understand why we were upset. Did we really have to carry on the way that we did? But it's effective. And that's how you begin. That's how you actually begin to grow. Because when you begin to look at, when you begin to get to the root of, of the issues, the why you respond, the way you respond, or why you get, or why you so easily triggered to get upset the way you um, get upset, you come to realize that those are the things that when you are receiving an impartation, <laughs> when you're receiving an impartation, that impartation begin to go through all of these filters that you have, your fears, your doubts, right. what they talked about, what they said about you, how you feel about yourself. It begins to go through that. So then you begin to interpret the impartation through your filters. So nine times out of 10, it's really not clear from what the person said. Right. Well, not that it's not clear. It's clear in, in your mind. Like, it's clear in your space. In it's the way clear, that you filtered it. Right, in the way that you filtered it. Because we have this diagram that we, um, you know, created. We started with just showing how when you start off that conversation, you start off and you have the sender. The sender then sends it to the receiver. Right. But in between the sender and the receiver, there is a decoding process because they are decoding, um, like Eric said, through their filters, their filters of their ish, their filters of their hurt, their il- filters of their pain, their filters of their own belief statement, their right. own BS about themselves wow. and what they've grown up with, their filters of their own unforgiveness, their uh-huh. filters of all those different things that you're receiving and processing and decoding what somebody is saying, mm-hmm. right? So how many times have you, has somebody said something to you, whether it's via text message or it was verbally and you interpreted it in a different way than what the sender was, which was intending. Mm-hmm. It's because of your own filter system, right? So if you have somebody who is always taking things to a negative stance, guess what? It's a negative, like they're receiving it and interpreting it because it's negative all the time. And they're like, why are you always so negative? It's because of what life has served them. And in their life, everything has been negative. Mm. In their life, everything has been processed negative. In their life, the way people communicate certain things to them has always been in a bad way. So they are trying to defend. And in that process, it's always that defense mechanism to say, I have to defend myself from this. So it's, well, what did you mean by that? Or they're coming to combat what was you said when that wasn't the intent at all but it's based off of what life has served them come on and that's the thing man because 
when you kind of grow up and you're always being looked over, uh, always being canceled out, always, you know, because that was my filter. Because I know you're going to hear me. And I know for me, that's how I develop my style of communication. Very and aggressive. My style of communication is aggressive. <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't know, there's four styles of of uh, communication. You have one that's being aggressive. Then you have passive aggressive. Then you have, you all right? Assertive. Then you have assertive. And then I forgot what the fourth one is. You got passive. aggressive. Uh, and then you have passive. So that's funny because you got aggressive. You got passive, then you got passive aggressive, then you have assertive. And so even in these days, because I've learned that I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to hide, yeah. I have nothing to defend. Yeah. Because I don't have those things anymore, I'm, I'm, she, I, I, I have to let her know. It's like I'm being assertive now because <laughs> I don't have anything to hide, defend, or protect. And so or even to prove. And and getting that so basically but when you, I but he flip flops y'all but yeah I'm still aggressive <laughs> uh, don't get me don't get me wrong that is the main bro, source bro of... Thompson is still aggressive bro right. Thompson is still aggressive but when it comes down to my when it comes down to my household and even in even in even in business I have learned to be assertive and when you sit back and just begin to understand just what those um I guess what those different styles of communication is because when you're basically when you're assertive you're more level-headed you know what i mean meaning that i'm clear of who i am and so that therefore i can and communicate and you and you're very confident in who you are you know clear so yeah. you're more confident in who you are but when you look at one that's aggressive it's like nah you're not gonna tell me you know what i'm saying i'm all i'm right basically i'm aggressive so i'm gonna let you know what and oftentimes the aggressive communication comes from a root of insecurity. Right. It comes from a root of pride. Yeah. It comes from a root of, you know, as Eric mentioned, no, you're going to hear what I have to say. And so if you dig and you get to the deep and the root of what it is and what that source is, then you can then understand how to communicate differently and then understand the pain behind that. Right. Typically when people are aggressive, there is a level of pain behind that. You're right. There is, um, even when it comes to um, passive aggressive, right? There's the passive or even the passive. Let's start with the passive. Mm -hmm. The passive is more you're insecure, right? right? The passive is more you're hidden. The passive is more I've been in abusive <laughs> I'm relationships just say yes, or situations so <laughs> and I don't like conflict and I don't like all the extra. And so I'm just going to conform to the norm is what that passive is. Just and so with, they're just, just going to they're just gonna go with the flow. Right? right. It may not be something that they want to do or that they agree to. But to keep peace, I'm just going to go, go with, with the it. flow. Right. And then you have the passive aggressive where, okay, we start off with keeping the peace, but don't keep poking the bear because then I'm coming out fighting. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out come swinging. <laughs> right. And then you may not even expect it on the other end because right. I've been so passive for such a long time. Right, right. I'm the passive aggressive. And then, um, as you mentioned, the assertive. You already mentioned assertive and then the aggressive. So we talked about all four of those communication styles. So think about where you and your spouse are when right. it comes to that communication <laughs> and how... You can better serve one another knowing what the communication styles are. Right. Right. And then there are, you know, different forms of communication, like the body language. Right. But before we before we go into that part, yeah. when we're talking about far with the styles of communication, when you are understanding your style of communication. So, like, for me, my style of communication, it was aggressive. 
unpack it. Why are you aggressive? Because it has it came from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I you just you didn't you just didn't wake up and be like, Oh, I'm aggressive today. Nah, right. uh, where did it come from? Because understanding who you are today is a makeup of who of of, of what you have co- what you have come through. Right. And so there are times in our lives of of growing up, some of us had to protect ourselves more than others. Right. Right, and sometimes when we have to protect ourselves, we we can become passive and you know, let me just go at the flow because I don't want this to go no other kind of way. But not understanding and realizing we still take that same attitude into our marriages. And so when I want to have a conversation to hear how you feel, to hear, you know, how you uh, feel about the decision, you just go with the flow when it's like, nah, because that's really not. How you feel, but because of you are have been accustomed to being passive, then now it's like, come on now, no, we we let's talk about it. Well, no, what you said is fine, but you don't, but you don't like greens. So why are you gonna go at the flow now? Because we having greens. So it's like, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. So it's like unpack it. Why? Why am I there? Because I, you know, like like you were saying earlier, you know, my aggressive because. When I, I got tired of being overlooked, I got tired of being, um, you know, pushed to the side. So, nah, <laughs> I'm in the room. You're going to know I'm in the room. You can't tell me nothing. Why? Because every time I've had to prove myself, because all you want to do is just step over me and move me to the side. And so I was like, nah. So I, when I begin to unpack why am I so aggressive, then I, I understood. Then it took for me to understand um, in my in my time now, that's where I begin to develop being assertive because now I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to protect, and I have nothing to gain. So now I don't have. So now I can give you who I really am versus a protective me through my communication. That's good. Yeah. And so that thing, so with that, that joint, it slides. And then because when you begin to understand too, your body language says a lot. So I remember there was at one point, you know, I was talking with um, with somebody in the church. So when they start talking all that BS, <laughs> I fold my arms. And then, and at that point, it was like, are you really listening to me? No, nah, because what you're talking is BS. So it's like when I fold my arms. They begin to understand, okay, now I'm standing guard because now you about to try something. So my by me folding my arms, they understood. Because that became a form of commu- that became a form of communication because now what you're saying is now causing me to posture myself different. Right. Or even sometimes inside of like your marriage, right? When you ask your spouse, hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. And it's just like, wait a second. Can we get to a point inside of our marriage where our communication aligns with our behaviors? Right. Our communication aligns with like our lifestyles or right. we can truly be true to self because you know there's something wrong with you. You know something wrong with you. Quit Why playing. are you playing games? Just tell the truth. So get tell the, the truth, Shane the Devil. <laughs> even with Eric and I, like you might not want to talk about it right now. Right. And that is okay. <clears throat> so just like, babes, I'm, I'm cool. Me. I just, I, I'm not okay, but I really, like, I just don't want to talk about it right now. Let me well, we're going to talk about it. How and, long you need? <laughs> and, and let me process this, and then we can talk about it later. Right. Because sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with your spouse. Maybe something happened at work, with, at work or with <laughs> a friend or with, you know, some, uh, some anything, a, a relative. A road rage. <laughs> anything. 
But get to the point to where you're being true to self. That's the key. Right? Get to the point to where you're not inside of your marriage line. Mm. Because what that then, you know, breathes out and bursts out is trust issues. Yeah. Because now you're lying and then it goes into trust. And we're not talking about trust today. We're talking about communication. Communication. But it all kind of boils and festers into because communication is the life source of your marriage. It's the it's the life source of any relationship. Right. Think about that. The life source of any relationship. Any relationship. I don't care if you are deaf, if you are mute, if you are um, if you can't see if any like any communication, you still have to have some type of form of communication in order to be able to communicate with others around you. Right. So be it your husband, your wife, your children, your family, your your extended family, your job, your people, like doctors, like you have to have communication to be able to express what is going on What's inside going of on? your life. Right. What is going on with you? What is going on with your body? Right. What is going on with what you're feeling? Right. It's the life source of any relationship. So some of y'all need to perform some CPR on your, uh, on your communication. Yeah. Because you Let's need bring to bring that thing back to life. It's in this, and it's vital to, it's vital to, as like wifey was saying, to any relationship. So you think about it. Look at even in your marriage because you can't be intimate because you can't because you can't trust because you don't know how to communicate your feelings. And it's like when you sit back and look, at okay, why can't I why can't I communicate my feelings? Because every time when I get ready to say something, you you put on this posture within your body that's saying that you don't want to hear this. So then what that's going to do, that's going to cause me to quiet down because your body is not saying the same thing that your lips are. Right. And so you begin to sit back and look at that thing. It's like, come on now. Really? So that's what I'm saying. Some of y'all need to do some mouth-to-mouth resuscitation with your communication. Because it is so vital. Yeah. If you think that you can have a wonderful marriage without effective communication, there is no way. You, there's no way. That was the wrong key, though, baby. I, I know I was all in. I can't sing. So I can't listen, sing. Y'all, we got a TikTok out. Y'all go find a TikTok on IG, right? So, let's, let's, yeah. But so, no. There's no way. It's no there's way. There's no way that you're going to be able to make it inside of your marriage, inside of any relationship. And then the danger of you going through like 67.5% of divorces over the last year. How many? Ended in divorce. 67.5%. Why did it end in divorce? It Because of communication. Because you mean to tell so, me they couldn't talk. So, and it wasn't that they couldn't talk. It was how they were talking to each other. So if you think about the effect of communication <laughs> and if you go through the process of getting divorced, right? Mm. And you say that I can't make it, we can't do this and you hash it out. That's between you and your God. I ain't got no no judgment here. That's on you. But the danger in you taking that level of, of, of the lack of or ineffective communication to the next relationship is just going to continue to go and fester and it's going to you're going to pack your bags mm-hmm. and you're going to go and take that same ineffective communication to the next relationship and to the next relationship and to the next marriage and to the next marriage because you haven't dealt with what the issue is and right. so what we have to do as people is making sure that we are getting to the root of that thing like why right. do I respond this way when they say this why do I behave this way or turn this way when this is done because you have to figure out where that's coming where from where is it coming from because right. the root system is deep rooted inside Ooh. of you but then it spreads it we were spreads. talking about this last night in kitchen conversations but then it spreads right right 
when it spreads, oh, guess what? When yes. it spreads, it attaches itself so, uh-huh. to other parts of your body, other parts of your being, and then it 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 attaches, and then it has and now it creates its own life source. Right. So now you have the root system that's deep rooted in where you are, and Ooh. then it spreads. Right. So then it spreads into every other area of your life, and you're trying to figure out what, what the, the heck, heck is going on. <laughs> right. Right. That's because you're allowing the ineffective part of the communication to now go in and to spread like cancer mm. and then to be able to destroy every other area every, of every. your life. Right. Is that the life you want? I don't think Come it on. is. Come on. It's, and it's funny because if you say you can't communicate, if you if you cannot communicate, you think about it. When you call, if you're in trouble and you call now and you call 911, what is the first thing they always have you to do? They have you to calm down so that they can understand what is going on. But if you stay in an uproar and stay in a rage, it's bar- they can barely understand. So then, you're always they, on ten. So when they have, <laughs> so when they dispatch the fire, because when you look at it, nowadays, you dial 911, everybody's showing up. The police, the fire department, everybody's showing up. Because it's like it's not clear to what's going on. So now once they get there, now we then they figure out who needs to be there or not. But think about it. If you're saying I'm getting raw, what the fire pre- <laughs> what the fire truck gonna do? You know what I'm they saying? Spray with the fire hose. <laughs> that's, that's probably about it. That's a lot of but force. It's that communication. Or, or hit them with the uh, the hose thing. That thing is heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Who gonna throw it? It's heavy. Who <laughs> gonna throw that joint? But it's like, but you know what I mean. So then, if you have a fire, <laughs> what the police gonna do if they show up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Try to get you out, but they need water. So it's like being able to communicate effective enough so that you can so that you can receive. What you're asking for are so that you can make clear what you're talking about. And you can get the right help. And exactly. Yeah. Because you have the right it. understanding. Right. And so when you sit when you sit back and look at it, <laughs> you can look at your look at your spouse, look at your spouse, husbands, look at your wife, wives, look at your husband and say, Babe, when I communicate and ask the question, when we communicate, are, am I clear in what and what I'm trying to communicate? You know, and if it was like, yeah, but then it'd be like on some things, but when we start getting to the deep things nah, cause you kind of shut down. So then now you got to ask yourself, okay, why do I shut down with my spouse when we're talking about the deep things? Right. Cause now that's, that gets into a whole nother thing because you can have surface level communication and it can be effective, but why are you closing off when we start to get a little deeper in the communication? Right. Because when you sit back and look at it, everything in life has a beginning point. Right. And I, 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 I'm reminded of the scripture, even as you were talking, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth the, speaks. The mouth going to tell it. And so when you think about the root system. Right. And that root system really is encaptured around your heart. Mm. And so you can't get to that level of intimacy because your your heart has been now wrapped with all these root systems Mm-mm. that you don't even know where to start from. Right. Because you've allowed that deep rooted seed of whatever that thing is seed. from your past uh-huh. to take root inside of your life. And now it's take inside of your heart. Right. And now it's starting to really birth everything inside of your heart. And now you're speaking. Mm. 
So when you're speaking harshly to your wife, you're speaking harshly to your husband or your children is deep seated and rooted inside of your heart because you have not forgiven what was going on in the past because you haven't let it go because you never dealt with it. And we were talking one time um, and I think a part of the problem is especially I I can't speak about any other culture because I'm black. I'm African-American. But in that culture and how we were raised and how we how we grew up. It was you you always like whatever goes on this household stays Please. in this house. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever we do and mm-hmm. whatever goes on, you keep it moving. You brush that crap off and you, you gotta keep, keep going. going. Because you, you gotta that. go to school. Uh-huh. We gotta go to school. We gotta go to work. You gotta keep life in. So I don't care what is going Good. on inside life of your in. life. You got to keep going, right? right because right. you can't stop and hold down and be in your feelings and be in the stuff. But it's done a disservice to our community. Right. It's done a disservice. Right, right, so here right. I am as a little girl. You know, anything happened, you being raped, you being molested, you go and you tell your mom, you go. And it, and it made me feel as if she didn't believe me. But there was a part of me that I believe she did believe. She did. But it was like, well, we can't handle this right now. We got to keep moving. Gotcha. We got to keep going. We got to keep pushing because now I understand it. This is what what needs to happen inside of your life, and I got to keep you focused. Like the train got to keep moving get because it's got a destination it has got to get to, and I can't get you off this track right. because if I get you off this track, I don't know where it's gonna go. Don't know where it's gonna. So end as up. a little girl having this, you got to keep moving. What goes on this house stays in this house. So I'm going growing up. Keeping this secret, keeping this thing until I got tired, mm. until I got going. And then so then it, it roots a, a thing, a level of shame, shame. a level of guilt, mm-hmm. a level of insecurity. Right. Am I enough? Am Was I, I enough? good enough? Right. Why didn't anybody say anything? Why didn't anybody do anything? Right. And so I'm carrying all these different things. So now I'm starting to date. Mm. Right. And then when certain things happen inside of the relationships of dating, then, OK, now I'm starting to think, OK, well, why did this happen? And why did that happen? Well, what goes on this house stays this in this house. So then you might find yourself in an abusive relationship, emotionally or physically, physically, because you have ingrained and instilled that since you were a child. I got to keep moving. I got to keep going. And what goes on this house stays on in his in this house. And then you go and you get married. And so now you got all of this stuff that you didn't carry since uh childhood. Right. And if you think about it, when we go through different like when you when you go to move, mm. you don't realize how much crap, <laughs> crap you got. You have accumulated <laughs> over the years right. until it's time to unpack it or move it or, or yeah. get rid of it. Right. Or move like you don't understand that. Right. So now you're inside of this marriage and now you're settled into this place. And now it's time for you to start unpacking. Packing. Mm. And you're like, oh, crap. Dang, it's a lot of junk. This is a whole lot of stuff that I'm unpacking. Right. And every time you get upset, every time you get mad, every time something happens, then you start packing some stuff aside. Come on now. What we, what we uh, my grandmother used to call a hoe bag. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got this little satchel, right? Your weekend bag. I don't know what they call it now, but back in the it's day, a whole bag. they call it a hoe bag. <laughs> right? So y'all y'all listen, y'all know it's a Christian broadcast. Y'all know we do everything biblically, it's but all right. we keep it real. It's right? still a whole bag. Y'all know what a hoe bag is. <laughs> call it what it don't, is, and don't judge me for it. Judge your mama. Don't judge me for it. <laughs> Don't judge me for it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> grab your, grab your you know, man bag and you roll. Know, you know what it is, right? <laughs> and so you keep that stuff to the side because now it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to have to go and run or go get to safety or go do something so that I can protect me. Right. But also in the same vein, now you're having to communicate with your husband. Yes. And you don't know how to do that because for all. 
all your life you suppressed mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. All your life you suppressed your feelings. All your life you suppressed your emotions. All your life you suppressed your secrets. Right. All your life you haven't said a word. You, you just kept moving. Word. You kept going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And so now you're trying to figure out why can't I effectively communicate in my marriage? Well, it's because for all your life you've been taught not to. You've been taught. Come on, because you don't. Same thing with be, the little boys. Supposed to be kept silent. You 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 know, children are seen and not heard. Not so only that, but even just like the, the little boys, like when you tell a little boy not to cry. Mm-hmm. So they now, fall. They, they don't cry. No, Get you up. You're a cry. man. You better man up. You so, better, and they just and like you, two and three years old. You better you, man up. And you done taught them to suppress their their emotions, right? And so, and that's the thing because, like, even when I had my son say, "Uh, uh, uh," now I think uh, one of the one of the coaches playing ball was like, "Stop that crying!" So, oh no, 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 cry. If it I, hurts, I need you to cry. Tell me, but I, I need you to. Why are you crying? Tell me why you're crying. That's right. it. I don't need you to suck it up because I don't want you to have to fight through um, trying to let out your emotion. Because a lot of us are a lot of us now do stuff because we have so much pent up emotion. Yes. And so it begins to just unravel. And it's that, like, that I don't know how to let this go. Yeah. And then, like you said, that whole passive aggressive because yeah. you push me in the corner. It's a silent I'm storm. coming out swinging. That's it's just about, and storm. it does not matter who it hits. Yeah. I'm coming out because now you've pushed me in the corner. Now I have to protect myself. Right. And so, and that's the thing. It's like, nah, just like, I mean, with any of it, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny because I used to coach, you know, Lily Ball. Mm-hmm. And when the kids would cry, they was like, nah. So I said, no, 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 no. He on my time. I understand you the parent, but he's on my time. Go ahead and cry. But I need to know why you're crying. Because if you're saying, if you're entrusting me with your child to teach them this game we, we love to play, then... This is how we're going to go through it because I'd rather you be able to play because of your skill set, but not because of your emotion. And not only that, but it teaches you at a young age how to share your your feelings and your emotions. And it teaches you how to communicate. Right. Effectively. Effectively. Right. Which is about sharing your emotions and your feelings because so many times we teach our sons, don't cry. Don't this. Don't that. You're the man of the house. You this. You got to do this. You got to do that. So when they become husbands and now their wife is looking for them to become intimate, they don't know what that looks like. Nope. Because all their life they've had They're to play the hard, work, right. the hard role. Right. All their life they had to be what they thought this image of a man was, which was so construed and so messed up. So now you're sitting in a space like, okay, how am I supposed to do this? And you're upset with them because you're expecting for them to rise to a level that they don't even know how to do. Right. Right. And that man, that and that's the thing, because, you know, this part that just actually just hit me. Why do we teach our our, why do why did we teach our boys to not cry? But then let our girls know it's okay to cry. It's like, come on, you, you're saying to the to the to the women, it's okay for you to learn to well, communicate. They didn't teach me. They didn't tell me. No, to cry. but you they, just said you had to she, keep pushing. I had to keep pushing. So, so I was not told to cry. I was told to keep moving. But don't you, you stop. You keep moving. But you're so basically you you don't have time to sit and 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 cry. But you had time to move and cry. Cause you, cause you, like you said, you melt, you kept moving with your feelings. That wasn't my motto. Oh, my that was what? Well, yeah, that, that was in, not in some households. Let me Ford, say that in the Ford generation, <laughs> that was not what they taught so, us. <laughs> but you know what I mean, but yeah, you know, you understand what I'm saying. But it's like because when you look at it, because most women are more emotionally stable than than most men. 
And that's why I said most. I didn't say everybody. So when you just look at my night, we're just talking about average numbers. We're talking about average numbers. Emotionally stable. I don't know about that. Okay, I might be. Now, I so, could be so wrong. When you, when you but say I'm talking emotionally about emotion, stable, I'm talking about that can that can verbally communicate how they're feeling. Maybe better than men, but I know there a lot go. of women say it, say that still me. don't effectively communicate. Like they fuss. Oh. They they do jabs, See, right? They why, they they, they tear wife. you down. They break you down because they want you to hurt like they're hurting. So they do the low blows, Ooh. right? They uh, disrespect you in public, Shots fired. right? They do certain things to let you know. So it's I'm communication. You're, you're absolutely right, but it's not effective communication. But it is being communicated because men. Men ain't gonna say nothing. What are we gonna do? But no, we, men leave. So you have to remember the body language too. Yeah, but men is like, listen, I ain't got time for this. Men leave. That's true. Think about it. Men, That's true. they oh, will check on. out. That's this true. ain't going to something. Totally That's true. What's, because what I, time is? I, I think I, I think we close on time. Y'all, <laughs> because we got we, four minutes left. Oh, okay. No, oh, okay, we got some okay, time. Okay, okay. So, but because look at it, right? Women will stay and let you know how they feel um, on the fuss. But men leave. Think about it. Men, it's like, or they'll give you the silent treatment. Right. But again, that You're silent right. treatment for men, men is only going to last but for so long. You're right. You're and right. then get, men right. leave. Right. So this is my thing. Right. Why are men, why were men taught to run versus staying in the fight? You know, this thing goes, all, I'm going to tell you, wifey has stumbled upon, um, she stumbled upon um, old dude Lynch, Lynch, when they start talking about lynching and whatnot, and found I think it William Lynch, William yes. Lynch, and found it so fascinating because of it is literally the same thing that is taking place today, but yeah. you can see, but you can actually see from what he did from way back when it caused a trickle effect. And that's when we begin to talk about that whole generational thing because now you're talking about, hold on, I don't, I don't want to dig into it. I was going to say, no, I, I was. I don't have my papers with I, and, and I don't have a paper right in front of me either. And I was just looking to see. I don't think I have but, the notes, but I just wanted to offer a little bit of context behind it because it was talking like it goes all the way back to slavery. Right. Right. And so what they were doing was, and you can go Google this, you can go research it. And when I tell you, I. Listen, y'all, I'm I'm in the 40 clubs and I had no clue this was going on or had gone on. And when I learned about this, I was like, what the heck? And so I do realize in a system that especially in the African-American culture, it is suppressed. Yeah. You think about it, say whatever you want. You can say we always talking about it, but there is a suppression when it comes to the African-American culture and how, you know, it's not equal. Right. As much as they want to say that it's equal and they're doing all these things to make it equal, it is not equal. And so we live a life and, and for the men it's worse because you know for the Af for the african-american males we're in a, you're in a life you're in a place where it seems like the suppression is always Please, trying always. to be there uh -huh. and yes i know there's black on black crime and that's what we do to ourselves but i'm telling you it didn't start with just there right it started way back in slavery where they could see how we were being unified and from the unification what they were doing was they were bringing in this this slave master from the british from to come over and teach the slave masters here in the U.S. how to control their slaves. Right. And what they did was they found that you go and you take the woman. They say you take the black female. The strong You one. take the strongest black female and from her, you take her 
and you make sure that you get her linked. Mm -hmm. If you can get her linked, you'll have every other generational male behind her because what she's going to do is she's going to say, well, I want to do what's best, what's best and what's necessary to protect my child, my male child. So I'm going to teach them certain things. I'm going to make sure that they understand certain things. And as a result of that, that male child slave is going to grow up and you won't have no problems or no issues with them. Because what they said was the black female was good for economics mm -hmm. because they understood that if they could get her because of how influential she is. And right. some wives understand that if the, if the, if you, the wife, if they could get on, the black mama. female yeah. and how influential she was with the generations to come behind her, how much more powerful and, and are you as a wife inside of your home, inside of your marriage, are you influential for your generations to come? Oh, uh, come on. Are you talking so about that about legacy that. thing? So it's a legacy that you, you have to understand right. the power that you have. Right. You have to understand the anointing that, that God has given, given you into carrying to you be the help to be the help me. Yeah. and how that follows you from generations to come. Yes. So when I saw that and I was like, well, dang. So what he told them was, and then you, you make them go against each other. Each other. So that's why you understand the whole crab in the bucket system. The crab in the bucket system, the black on the black, black crime. This didn't just start. Didn't, right. This was taught. This is history. Back in slavery. This is and history. And so some people were able to mentally be strong, strong enough, enough to, to break overcome it, it and right. to break it. And then others weren't. Right. And so what we're doing is we're teaching our families. We're teaching our children. We're teaching our sons and our daughters to carry on this legacy and this generational cycle that no longer serves, serves us. us. Come on, come on! But and it, and that stopped and that literally hindered the whole communication because it was the same cycle that continued to repeat itself over and over, over. Uh, all around the world. Like they brought this man in from, from Brit from the <laughs> British. He was a British slave master. They brought him in from Britain, and they every place. Virginia, they they had him. Um, in Boston, they like different places where they had slaves that, that they could Mason control. Slim. They they wanted to make sure that yeah. they could control the slaves and control their mindset. Right. Because would you instill the fear? Because that's what they were doing. They were fear. instilling the fear. Right. And when you instill the fear inside of people, then you control what you they can, do, man. what their childrens do. Think about it. So now, when we send our sons out, not so much as our daughters, but when we send our sons out and our sons start driving, what's the first thing we tell them that they need to do? They need to know not so much as about the stop signs because they go to the school for that. But we don't even tell them, make sure that you know you're following, you're looking left and right. We tell them if you ever get pulled over by the police officer, this is what you do. Think about it. That's fear. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Because we want to make sure that they get home. Right, right, right. This has been instilled since it's slavery. Instilled since, it's just on. a different form mm -hmm. of execution yep. of the black, of the, the African-American culture. Uh -huh. And it's and and I mean it's it's sad, but at the same time, it's like you got to begin to understand literally what's what's what. Excuse me, uh, you you've got to understand literally about what's really taking place. So understand by the lack of communication, it has been instilled. It's for some of us, it's literally a cycle. So my thing is, what are you scared about to talk to about? What are you scared to talk to your spouse about in your in your marriage? Yeah. Why can't you effectively communicate? So you got to literally begin. It's like, yo, at some point, when does it break? 
Yeah. When does it and break? And you have to make that decision for it to break. Because, and, and, and I want to say this, like I said, because this is not a harp of, like, I, it, it's facts. It number is one. facts. It we is love, facts. We love all people, all hey. cultures, all, you know, ethnicities. Yeah. But it is a fact. And so I don't want this to be, you know, this pro Black Panther type nah, deal. No, it ain't that type of movie. But, but, but you, I, but you understand the roots right. of where that root system came from right. and why the suppression and the oppression is what it is and why the men are feeling the way that they're feeling. Right. Like they were, it was, they, the whole purpose of that was for the male to feel less than. And you know, the, right. And you know, the funny thing is, is that. When you sit back and look at it, the black, the male stayed in the family, regardless, didn't matter what, whatever took place, because in that it was also instilled, take care of your family. But then when you begin to move into this whole different region on how things were set up, it was like, oh, you take care of your family by now running. And so now that began to break into a whole nother thing because when you go back into during the wartime when it came out with the uh, what's it called? Um, oh my God, I can't think of it right now. You know when the government helped you out? What's that called? Welfare. Yeah, like welfare. Well, understand this: welfare was only made for single white women when their husbands went off to the to war. Yeah, it wasn't made for the blacks. So that was why when you sit back, you go do your research, you'll see it. But that was why because our in our households, we wasn't making enough. But when the rule came out, remember when it's made law, at this time it was made for everybody. But you had to be single. So what did the male do? We left so that we can take care of the family. Not only and some left so that they some, can take care of the family, some. but others lied. Right. So again, it's still instilling into the male, the the male, the, the male being less than. Right. And it's giving the woman more power. Do you research? So then if you go back to the scripture and it says the woman will want to control, will want rule over you. Think about it. So it's because it's been steeled right. over from generations to generations because now it's like we're pulling the power away from the man. Just think about in the society right now, especially in the African-American culture. And I want to pull the stat, the statistics, and I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes. But imagine how many households where the wife is making more money than the husband. It's a flip. Uh, listen, but then even in that. How how much, how many households that the wife is making more money than the household, but now she feels as though she got to rule the house. Not and, and it's a part of the communication. It's a part of communication. So then it makes the husband feel less than, but then when he doesn't communicate that and he has different behaviors that go on, there is a void that he then has because he's not being respected in the home. He's not being loved in the home. And so there is a part of him that is now shutting down uh-huh. because he's not communicating that. And because the wife has not been able to I don't want to say been able to because the wife is not aligned with with God in her relationship with what, God. What, She's what, not being able to see spiritually what, what about around what's what's taking place to be able to even serve her husband. So, and then it's unfair for her to try to serve her husband if he's not communicating what he needs. Right. But and but look at it though. So when you look at when you look at Genesis three, uh, I gotta find a verse we'll put in the show notes. But when you look at Genesis three, after, after Eve, after Eve <laughs> After Adam ate of the fruit, Jesus came down and talked to him. And when he asked the question, he he did not give her a command. He told her. 
He was just letting her know, yes, your desire is going to be to lead your husband, but he shall have rule over you. And to understand when, when you begin to look at it, on when the husband shall have rule over you, that just means because the woman was pulled out of man. It is a simple order, not in the rule as though, oh, you do what I say, this like that. No, that's not that kind of rule. So we got to break that down another time. You got to come back for that one. But anyway, you cleared that up because I think I said it the opposite just a little while ago. Oh, no. OK, you're fine. But but now look at it. So now if this if this wife desire to rule her husband. How can this wife be a Proverbs 31 wife? Right. A Proverbs 31 woman. I'm sorry. A Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. It's not possible because now you're literally, because he was saying your desire. He did not tell you it's a command. He did not command her when God was telling Eve. He did not tell her. It's a, he did not command her. He was letting you know this is what you're going to fight up against. Right. But. When you already know, I don't care how much I because th- I'll be honest with you. For me in my household, my wife makes more than me. Listen, she been making more than me except for she been making more than me our entire lives most except of, for six months. Married, yeah. Six months. So <laughs> but, you talk about twenty three years because we've been married twenty four. So you talking three twenty three years and six months? She has been. So but here's the key though: if you don't understand what that means, money is just money, right? It's just money. It's just it's it's a joint household. We have joint bank accounts. We we do money together. It is our money. It's not just my money. But we and communicate, so you, and we you, got to communicate. And when you understand that, and you understand the power of that, you can then start to break the generational cycles. cycles yep. Because I think about the Tower of Babel, Come right? On. And what effective communication looks like. Do you know how high they were able to go and what they were able to do together, together. because of the One effective accord. communication? Right. God was like, I got to do something I, to destroy this joint because they... No, 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 not destroy, but stop. Listen. Because they're about to hurt themselves. Listen. So it's like, oh, so now we got different languages. My, my not, daughter... Not just, to say that God is going to come in to destroy your marriage. That no, is no. not what I'm trying to say. No, but... I said that to say... That the power that you have with effective communication, you can do the impossible. Oh my God. You can literally do the impossible because then, because look at it though. But that is why, because that was the moment set in time to be a blessing to the world with different languages. Because my daughter's 13, she just taught me how to count in three different languages. And I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. It's overload. A and, system and she's overload. And two of those languages she's teaching herself. And she's teaching herself. So it's like, so when you look at, yeah, it was, it was still a blessing, but look at what God does to you. When you look at Psalms 133 verse three, he says, and there I'll command the blessing when you're unified, but you got to know how to talk to each other effectively so that you can be able to get you so that you can be able to have unity because you cannot have unity. If you cannot talk past the trust, the distrust, you can't, you cannot have unity if you cannot uh, effectively express or say or communicate clearly how you're feeling. It's hard to it's hard to walk in unity, even if you have a come to a point to where you where you um, cannot agree. But can you at least agree to disagree? That's reasoning. 
And then, and it's okay because you're still unified. But it all starts when you are able to effectively communicate. And some of you are blocking your own blessings in your life because God wants to pour out. God wants to bless you. God wants to, you know, bless you exceedingly and abundantly all that you above all that you could ever ask or think. But because you all can't come to one accord and effectively communicate, he was like, I can't bless this because because it's going to destroy what you have. I can't bless a mess. Come on. Come on. It's like, so make sure that, you know, and you say, okay, well, how do we start? Like y'all said a whole lot. It was good. It was like, how do we start? Like, just get together and we got a love-hate list. We'll make sure that we drop that in the show notes if you, you all don't already have that. But just start there, right? Mm-hmm. You start to say what it is you love about your husband, what it is you love about your wife. And there's some things in some areas where you, you really want them to improve. And improve, right. And right. then when you you finish your list, you come to a t- uh, you guys come together, pray before you start sharing with one another, start with and just love. start with that conversation. You that start conversation. with something that you love, and you end with something that you love. Right, right. If it's a whole lot of things that they need to improve, because if you're doing it for the first time, Take one you, at a time, you you might not want to share all of the things at one at this one second. Wisdom. Take one at a time, because if you're at that point making this making this list. A lot of a lot of you are already probably tired of and that goes for the fellas, too. Right. But you have to remember, you know what? I want to make sure that I stay assertive so I cannot. I don't want myself to go there and then keep practicing it. Right. Yeah, man. Keep repping the conversation. So because you might get to a point to where there is a conversation that is had that you like, whoa, wait a minute. And it's, it start getting a little rough feathers, getting ruffled yeah, and all right. of that stuff. OK, so then take a break. OK, listen. We need to table this conversation and let's let's bring this back up tomorrow. Right. Let me process what's going on because I really want to effectively communicate with you. And I want to make sure that you hear me and I want to make sure that I'm listening. You. Right. And so let's table it. this conversation for tomorrow and then pick it back up. And that, don't that, let it fester. Right. And that's and you. And that's the thing. Everything that you need for the world, you literally have the opportunity to develop those things in marriage. Because you're going to need patience in the world. You're going to need patience. Then you're going to also know how to communicate both um, both in the physical sense and in the typing sense. And so when you begin to look at it, if you can effectively do it at home, then you should be able to effectively do it in the world. So the thing is, understanding that everything starts at home. So, yeah, what you was raised up learning, right, because of how we are a... Um, we are a product of what our of what our past dealing has done, right? So now the thing that we can do now we can actually be able to move forward without carrying the chains, right? Because it's the one thing you know. I'm grateful. I think when I well, um, like at my at my job, um, or the job that I was at, it got to the point to because I was free in my home, I was free in my job. When I went to work, I didn't have to prove anything. Right. I didn't. I didn't have to. I didn't have to protect anything. I didn't have to do any of these things. Why? Because I had established that within my home. And so when you when you understand when you understand that, then you will literally be amazed on how many people recognize that they they think they can hold you down, but can't because of the unity that you have at home. It blesses you. It, it blesses you when you are out in the workplace. 
Oh my God, I'm, tell, I'm trying so, to tell you. So you got to get to that place where you have that, where you can't communicate all of those feelings because if it's hindering you at home, guess what? It's hindering you in the workplace too. It's, it's hindering when you out, hindering you, with you when you're with your boys or when you're with your girls. You so know what I'm saying? So here's how, again, the how. I want to make sure we understand and we inter- reiterate the how. How? So do the the love the hate the love hate list, right? And then before you start, again pray. Like we give you instructions on what to do when you get the the list. And then make sure too that you forgive each other, right? right? Ask for forgiveness for not being effectively communicating to one another. And then every now and then like just ask, babes, how is How's our communication on a going? scale of 1 to 10? Right. How can I better serve you in our communication? Right. What are you seeking or desiring from me inside of this communication? Right. Like, and then start from there. That's how you start to unpack it. Right. But again, if you need to take a break because the conversation is getting a little too heated and feathers getting ruffled, then you stop and, and take a okay. break and respect that. Right. And it's okay. But don't let 24, 48 hours go, go by, by and you don't revisit and have that conversation. Right. Because what we want to get to is we want to get to the goal. We want right. to get to the goods, which is the root system of why you respond and why you react the way that you react. Right. And, and if, and if you also need more assistance, hey, go and check us out, marriagetakeover.com. Check us out. You can also join our Facebook group, which is uh, Marriage Takeover Body of One Facebook group. Join that. Make sure you answer the three questions. And I'm telling you, and, and we're here. If you would like to have a, 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 you know, a sit down with us, hey. Same thing. Log on to um, marriagetakeover.com. Yeah, log on to marriagetakeover.com. And then just, you know, like I said, if you, you're looking for a coaching session, right? Right. You say, listen, that's great, but this is just not going to work. Hey, we need, need somebody. <laughs> we need a mediator to sit in. No judgment. You need right. a mediator to sit in. Listen, that's what we're here for. We want to make sure that we're here to serve you, to support you. Book a session. And we will be able to be with you and we walk you step by step through what's going on. You're saying, listen, we can't even have a conversation without fussing and fighting. Like, we can't do that. We can't. Just book a call. Say, we tried that list thing, but right. somehow we ain't make it. Call us. Just and we, book a we, call. we can help you out. And so, right? and, that's a, and, so, and that's the thing because, and understand this, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. All right, so I think that's our time. That's y'all. our time. So let us let us pray so we can slide up out of here. Father in yes. heaven, Lord God, we bless your name, God. We thank you for this time of communication. We thank you for this time of, of great dialogue, Lord God. We thank you for this time of learning. We thank you for this time of imparting, oh God. So, Father God, we pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, for every couple that is listening, oh God, for every individual that is listening, Father God, that they receive what they needed to receive from this podcast. And so, Father God, we ask that you continue to bless them as they continue to move to better themselves, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we bless you now, God. We give you praise. Continue to keep us as we depart from this place, but never from your presence. Father, we thank you now. Father, continue to meet the need, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we bless you. We say this prayer in your darling son, Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Listen, remember to like, share, and subscribe if this is your first time with us. Um, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your girl Tanika. I'm your boy, E Watnim. This is Mayor's Takeover. Signing out. I'm your boy E-Rock now. We keep it real. We keep it raw. We keep it uncut. All day. We are Marriage Takeover. Takeover.
Listen, we help couples win in their marriage by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. Yep. We know that if you are watching this video right now, mm -hmm. you're at a point to where you're willing to work on your marriage. Yep. Right? So you're truly at a point to where you want to enjoy your spouse. You want your life done, your peace, your joy, all that great stuff back in yep. your marriage. So that's why we want to invite you. Mm-hmm to our free yep. five-day Renew, Renew My, My Marriage, Marriage Challenge. In this challenge, we're gonna be sharing some of our best strategies that you can implement mm -hmm. in your marriage in just five days. Five days. No matter where you are in your marriage, if you're willing to put in the work, you gotta put in the work. It will work for you. Yes, it will. So, um, we've been helping couples now all across the world, and we wanna make sure that we're giving you a front row seat. Front row. That's why we're inviting you to this challenge. So all you have to do is click the button below, <laughs> register for the challenge, and we'll see you on the other side. Don't forget to invite another couple, right? We can't wait to see you on the other side.